Hey guys, what's up? Welcome or welcome back to You Learn Something New Every Day with Chloe Vetter. I am your host. My name is Chloe. What's up? I hope you guys are having an awesome day, awesome evening, whenever you're listening to this. Today, I'm going to be doing part four of my little series I've been doing on a book that I read a while ago, and I take it chapter by chapter. So this one is going to be about chapter four and I'm just gonna kind of talk about it and some of the points that I really registered with that were made in this chapter and the book that I am talking about is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Highly recommend it if you haven't read it yet. Make sure to go listen to my other episodes on this as well. They are not all in a row like I have some other ones kind of randomly sprinkled in in between but uh this series is going to continue. I think there's nine chapters in this book, so there will be nine episodes. And yeah, I'm excited for this one. Before we do dive into the main part of the episode, I do want to start off by plugging my Instagram. Make sure to go follow me on there. It's chloe.vetter, C-H-L-O-E dot V as in violet, E-T-T-E-R. You can message me any topic ideas. Let me know any... I love to get constructive criticism. Let me know what you thought about this episode, what you think of the podcast as a whole, and feel free to message me any questions, comments, concerns, or just any topic ideas, like any requests of things that you want to hear about. I I want to know what you guys want to know. So go follow me. Make sure to write this, rate, whoa, not write, rate this podcast five stars. Give it a follow. Send it to a friend, all the above. Y'all know the drill. And I'm going to share what I learned today. So if you're new here, the reason that this podcast is called what it is which is you learn something new every day is because as cliche and as cheesy as it sounds it's a very true statement and you have to work with you know the universe and you have to work with yourself for this to for you to actually like retain knowledge from every single day so when people say that you learn something new every day you could be sitting there and be like, well, no, I don't. Like, what are you talking about? If that's the case, you're probably not very present in your day-to-day life. You're probably not very aware and mindful. You probably just kind of go through the motions and, you know, you're just kind of on autopilot and not really fully there, fully present, just being in the moment. You know, our brain likes to try to distract us and bring us into the past or the future, you know, worrying about what's going to happen or you know dwelling on what has happened and it takes away from the moment that we have right now which is the present and I know it's easier said than done but when you do start to implement awareness and mindfulness into your day-to-day life you start to realize how much information you obtain from just being from just existing from just experiencing life and Sometimes you learn something really valuable and important and it's going to stick with you forever. And sometimes you learn something that's kind of mundane and kind of irrelevant, but you wouldn't have learned it if you weren't being mindful. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't have learned it otherwise. So today I learned something that was a little bit more 
I, I don't want to say irrelevant, but it was definitely a little bit more like small and mundane, especially for other people. Like it doesn't really apply to them. But for me, what I learned this morning. So let me start with I woke up this morning. It is a Tuesday. I'm recording this on July 13th. I woke up pretty early, like before 7 a.m., which I don't normally like naturally wake up like that early I guess I mean I, I'll naturally wake up at like 3 or 4 a.m. but like most of the time I'll try to fall back asleep and I don't know that didn't happen last night but today I woke up around six something and I was like okay so I just laid there for a bit I didn't have to rush to get up for anything and I just as I was laying there like I just was not feeling good about the day ahead of me like I really was dreading getting out of bed already and dreading just getting up and doing stuff and you know I just was thinking about all the things that I had to do today all the things I wanted to get done and I just started to overwhelm myself and really got myself in a pretty anxious state and I had you know I always like try to plan on like I have a little morning routine down and everything but Today, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do any work. I'm not going to go on my phone. I'm going to just relax for a little bit. I'm just going to take some time and do stuff that will make me feel better. So, I got up and I'm not... Okay, I'll take a bath like every once in a while. I don't really love just sitting there in the bath. Like, I don't even have that big of a tub. It's not anything special like I mean if if I had like a big tub with like if I if I had like a big jacuzzi or something that's one thing but like I just have like a standard little tub but every once in a while I like to just kind of like soak and just kind of you know force myself to sit there and relax and sometimes I'll just listen to a podcast and just kind of sit in there sometimes I'll just read a book or whatever sometimes I might like play a YouTube video and just kind of have it in the background or whatever, but today I chose to read. I've been reading the Hunger Games uh, trilogy, and I'm on the third book now, Mockingjay, so I started that, and I just sat there for a bit, and I relaxed. I stripped my bed and washed everything, all the blankets, uh, the comforter, the comforter's currently about to be finished in the wash, and then I'm going to throw my sheets in. But I just kind of started, you know, like, cleaning up myself, cleaning up my space. And once I got out of the bath and everything, I, like, had been drinking some water. I made my coffee. I started to make some steel-cut oats. And I went in my dad's room and I took out his yoga mat. And I just, you know, did a good stretch. I just, you know, let myself do a flow however I needed to move. And... Uh, because I don't know if, if you're not aware, steel cut oats take quite a quite some time compared to normal oats to cook. So those were just kind of sitting on the stove for a bit. And I had like 20, 30 minutes to just kind of really stretch and like just be. And I was able to and I was listening to a podcast, by the way, during this. But I was able to just kind of slowly get ready for the day and I was up early enough to where it wasn't like I felt rushed and like I felt like I didn't have a ton of time because otherwise my whole day would be gone but I don't know it was nice like I haven't 
gotten ready like that in a while and it felt really good and starting the day with this form of self-care is such an excellent thing that I definitely overlook overlook sometimes and I know that I just said self-care and like I have a whole episode on why self-care is like not what most people say it is to be like I'm saying like the the bath and like the reading and the stretching and like you know I did a face mask and stuff and like all that's fun too but like that's not just self-care self-care is also the stretching self-care is also the drinking water part and the cleaning my space and taking time to do stuff for me like reading like that is all self-care as well so it really started my day off on a better note and I feel a lot better than when I did earlier when I was getting all stressed just laying in my bed um but yeah I guess I just learned that like I I know what I need to, you know, decompress and relax. And it's easier said than done. Like, sometimes it's hard to get yourself to, like, get up and, like, you know, get the yoga mat out and start stretching or, you know, get the book out and put your phone down and try to just read. But once you're in that state, it's, like, once you're there, you're you're good. It's just showing up is the hardest part sometimes. But, yeah, that's that's really what I learned. Uh, I got some work done, and I'm gonna, I decided I'm gonna go in the studio early today before my class and just get some work done there as well, so, yeah, we're just, we're doing what we can, one step at a time, one day at a time, but I'm ready to dive into the main topic. I feel like I've been chit-chatting, and I did not plan, I, I planned to get right into this, but I had to tell you guys about my morning, so anyway. Let's dive into the main topic of today. So, again, all credits, sources go to The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. This is a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. And this will be on chapter four, The Value of Suffering. So, let's start off with talking about just values overall. So on page 68, I'm going to start off with a quote that stuck with me. He, in this chapter, Manson stated that humans often choose to dedicate large portions of their lives to seemingly useless or destructive causes. Now he put this quote following the intro to this chapter, which was basically just about, like, these two guys. Honestly, I didn't... I mean, I read the book, but, like, when I went back and, like, went through and, like, uh, planned out this episode, I didn't read the first, like, little intro too much, but it was... So forgive me if I, you know, butcher it a little bit, but basically there was, like, something about an empire, something about, like, a guy trying to save his country and, like, you know, be loyal to his country, and, like, it ended up just kind of backfiring and like it ended up with him like kind of taking a lot of the fall for things and it it made it to to the to the outside person it made it look like he did all the things that he did for quote-unquote nothing okay like he didn't get what he hoped for and this is why he said like you know we dedicate a lot of our lives to like pretty useless or destructive causes 
this is because we choose how we wish to suffer. And for some people that might not register, some people might get defensive right away and be like, I don't like cause any of my problems. I don't choose to suffer. Like no one chooses to suffer. But at the end of the day, it's inevitable, right? I already have episodes on this. He's already talked about this in this book. Suffering is inevitable, right? So we might as well, we might as well see the value in it. And that's what this chapter is, the value of suffering. We choose how we wish to suffer. Our suffering means something to us, even if others advise against it. Because our suffering fulfills a greater cause. Our suffering is inevitable, right? Problems are unavoidable. The question that we need to ask ourselves is not how to stop suffering, but we need to ask why we are suffering, right? For what purpose are we suffering? So if you're still stuck with how I don't understand how I choose my sufferings, think about it this way. If you, whatever choice that you make is going to have some type of suffering in the end. You could look at two people. One could be, you know, a single mom and they have two kids and they're living, I don't know, in this apartment that's not very safe or whatever. She chose to live there in that not safe neighborhood because... The rent was really low, okay, she doesn't have to spend a ton of money, and it was close to a pretty, you know, good public school, okay? She chose that. Now, the positives to that is, you know, the low rent, like, she's not spending all of her money on, you know, just housing, and her kids are getting a good education, but she's also choosing the bad sides of it, too. She's choosing to live in this not-so-safe space. She's choosing to live in an apartment that probably is not the best, the cleanest, or the, the best built, or whatever the heck. And then you take this other person, and they are a rich and famous, like, pop star, famous, like, artist, something like that. They chose to start making music, and they chose to go on tour, and they chose to you know, build this team and build this brand for themselves. And yes, they're getting a lot of money. They're choosing this lifestyle. They're getting a lot of money. They're getting a lot of fame. But they're also choosing the suffering that comes with that. With all these, with all these riches and all these, you know, tours and stuff, there's all these responsibilities. There's all these expenses. There's all these liabilities that are all put on you that is a lot of pressure you are choosing the suffering that comes with the fame yes you get famous and you get recognized and maybe you'll get some benefits for little things i don't like if you walk into a restaurant and the owner happens to be a big fan like yeah they might give you a free meal or whatever but like you're also going to be recognized everywhere you go you're going to be bothered when you're trying to do the most mundane simple task you're trying to go to cvs to pick up your antidepressants and you can't even step foot in the door without three people running up to you trying to take pictures of you and you know just start talking to you like there's with every pro there's going to be a con and that's just kind of how life works and once you start to 
recognize and admit to that, that's when things are going to start getting a lot easier and you're going to start to really understand how your choices affect your future and yourself. So with emotions, when we tune into our emotions, we all have these emotional blind spots, right? It takes time to learn ourselves and to learn these these blind spots. And this is why self-awareness is so important. Once you can recognize, once you start to learn these emotional blind spots that you have, the next layer to that, the next step is your ability to ask why you feel certain emotions. So once you're aware of the emotional blind spots, then the next step is to ask why you feel those emotions, why you don't feel these emotions, whichever, you know, either or. Questioning ourselves is valuable because it highlights what we consider success or failure, right? I want to say that one more time. Questioning ourselves is valuable because it highlights what we consider a success or a failure. On page 71, Manson wrote, once we understand that root cause, we can ideally do something to change it. Once you understand it, you can start taking action. So this all ties into like, you know, what your personal values are, what you value in life. Why do you consider this a failure? Why do you consider this a success? How are you choosing to measure yourself? How are you choosing to measure other people around you? Ask yourself what standard you hold yourself to. Ask yourself what standard you judge others for. Our values, these values that we have, underlie everything that we do. On page 72, Manson wrote, Our values determine the nature of our problems, and the nature of our problems determine the quality of our lives. So what we think about something, what we feel about something, is going to come back to it's all going to tie back to how valuable we perceive it to be right how we feel about something is tied into how valuable we see it how valuable we perceive it many people like to blame other people and avoid responsibility for their own problems rather than accurately identifying the issue right People don't want to face their problems. People don't want to actually identify the issue. They want to just blame it on other people. But the issue that everybody's trying to identify, the issue is we choose to chase highs and not generate true happiness. We chase temporary happiness. Temporary, not even real happiness. It's like an illusion of happiness. We chase the highs and we don't actually like work to generate the true happiness. On page 73, Manson wrote, honest self-questioning is difficult. And it is. It is very difficult. Questioning ourselves are is and being honest is not easy. But it can really benefit you. 
I want you to ask yourself why something bugs you. Okay? Because it probably involves failure. Then ask yourself why it's a failure. Have you been looking at it wrong? Because with every obstacle comes an opportunity. How you come to see a situation is more important than what is true. Right? What's subjective is more important than what's objectively true. Because at the end of the day, you choose how to measure it. You choose how to value it. On page 76, Manson wrote, Problems may be inevitable, but the meaning of each problem is not. We get to control what our problems mean based on how we choose to think about them. The standard by which we choose to measure them. I want to read that one more time. Problems may be inevitable, but the meaning of each problem is not. We get to control our problems. Well, we get to control what our problems mean based on how we choose to think about them. The standard by which we choose to measure them. So with this, basically we're just, we're asking ourselves, by what standard do we measure ourselves? On page 79, Manson wrote, what, well, no he didn't. On 79, he wrote, if you want to change how you see your problems, you have to change what you value and slash or how you measure failure or success. I'll read that again. If you want to change how you see your problems, you have to change what you value and or how you measure failure and success. And this all comes to shitty values right if it all these problems if it comes down to like how you value things and what makes something valuable to you you got to look into like if you're looking at things wrong like are your values shitty what to not prioritize whoa think about what to not prioritize one thing that Manson wrote in this book to not prioritize is pleasure because it's great, but it's temporary and it's superficial, right? It's that high that I was talking about earlier that people will be chasing. It's that illusion of happiness. Pleasure is, on page 82, Manson wrote, the easiest to obtain and the easiest to lose. Let's say that again. Pleasure is the easiest to obtain and the easiest to lose. It's superficial, it's true. Pleasure isn't the cause of happiness. It is the effect. I want to say that again. Pleasure isn't the cause of happiness. It is the effect. Pleasure comes after the happiness. Not before it. Not, that's not what generates it. Another thing that is a shitty value in this in this book, what Manson explained, is material success, okay? Material items. These are great, but there's a fine line, right? People get into trouble when they prioritize material success and material things over other values and, you know, basic human morals. Another shitty value is always being right. Now, this is something that I honestly had struggled with for a long time in my life. Always being right, you know, that's great, but we're not. Whether you like it or not, we're not. Because on page 83, Manson wrote, Our brains are inefficient machines. So they are. 
I mean, think about it. Like, think about yourself from where you are right now to a year ago. Like, think about how much you've changed, how much you've learned, how much your views might have shifted and how much your values might have shifted. We're always changing. Our brains are inefficient machines. Uncertainty is key. Uncertainty is key for growth. And certainty is the enemy of growth. On page 83, again, Manson wrote, people who base their self-worth on being right about everything prevent themselves from learning from their mistakes. They lack the ability to take on new perspectives and empathize with others. They close themselves off to new and important information. And I mean, that's really... That's really why it's such a problem with, you know, having this mindset of always being right. You're closing yourself off to new information. You're closing yourself off to important information, right? You're, you're closing your mind. That's a closed-minded mindset. So at the end of the day, with all of this, the key to everything is acceptance. Life is not 100% great, and it never will be. The best thing to do for yourself, for your own sanity, the best thing to do is to admit this and accept it. Life isn't 100% perfect. And it never will be. And that's okay. Constant positivity is toxic. It's a form of avoidance, right? Not a solution. On page 84, Manson wrote, To deny that negativity is to perpetuate problems rather rather than solve them. I'll say it again. To deny that negativity is to perpetuate problems rather than solve them. It's literally what I was saying earlier with looking away from your problems. People love to blame or just simply ignore their problems. And that doesn't really do anything because the problems are still sitting there. They haven't been solved. They haven't been worked through. They haven't even been acknowledged. So how are they going to be fixed? No problems equals a meaningless life. If you don't have problems, what's the point? Everything has no meaning if you have no problems in life. What does have meaning, what does add meaning to your life is having good values. Good values are reality-based. They are socially constructive. They're immediate and controllable. And good values are achieved internally. Bad values, however, are superstitious. They're socially destructive. And they're not immediate or controllable. And bad values are achieved externally. Think about that. The good and the bad. The external and internal. You know, immediate and controllable. Not immediate, not controllable. Think about that. Think about your values. What I want to leave you guys off with today is uh, on page 89, Manson wrote, self-improvement is really about prioritizing better values, choosing better things to give a fuck about. Because when you give better fucks, you get better problems. And when you get better problems, you get a better life. I want to read that one more time. Self-improvement is really about Prioritizing better values, choosing better things to give a fuck about. 
Because when you give better fucks, you get better problems. And when you get better problems, you get a better life. So with that, I know there was a lot of information, a lot of words. I want you to just really sit and digest all this. And really just look at your own self. Look, look internally. I hope you guys got something out of this. I hope you all were able to learn something from this episode. Again, I highly recommend this book. This is part four of, I think, nine to this series on my on my channel. On my, not my channel, on my podcast. I guess it is a channel. If you enjoyed it, make sure to send it to a friend. Maybe come back and re-listen to it later on to just really digest the information. And... Follow me, again, if you want to, on Instagram, Chloe.Vetter. And I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean a lot to me. Again, I hope you guys have the best day. If not, the sun will rise, and we will try again. Thank you, guys. I will see you all next Friday with another episode. Peace out.